Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Well, hello and welcome back to the Fools in Love podcast. Yes, the Fools in Love podcast. I am so excited today. Well, I will say I'm a little disgruntled and also excited (laughs) for the topic that we're going to get into. And uh, we're going to be talking today about limiting beliefs. And so the reason I'm a little perturbed already is because it's probably my biggest struggle that I have. It's something that I just can't get past regardless of what stage of life I'm in, how much older I get, how much confidence I get in other areas. I seem to always struggle with the limiting beliefs. So I remember back even before we did our summer series, which we just came off of not too long ago, I had put this on the calendar of an episode that I wanted to do because I feel like so many of us have these same struggles. Oh gosh, I think you're absolutely, absolutely correct in that. You actually came to my door the other day and <laughs> my door as if, you know, we're living, not living together, but my work door, my office door. And you were asking me about like kind of this topic, right? I mean, just what do I see our life as and how do I envision our future? And do I believe the things that I say that I want to do? And it was just a very interesting conversation. And I just want to say that I think we all struggle with this because even though I can very clearly see like where we're going in life, I also struggle to believe that that's where we're going in life. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's honestly my biggest thing. So like when I, when I get back to kind of my goals, the future, everything that we're doing, I often come back to exactly what you just said, that believability. So it's like, I can dream big. I can dream those crazy, big, audacious dreams like we're all supposed to dream. But then I catch myself even limiting myself or taking it down a level from that belief. Like it's like, I can think up something crazy in my head, but not, I'm not going to tell our listeners out there. I might not even tell you what those things really are because they just seem so ridiculous. And like the voices in your head start up and it's like, well, that's not possibly going to happen. So let me take this down to a level where it could actually happen and then give my goals, then share my stuff because I don't want people to think anything of me because I'm thinking so largely. And the danger in this, the danger for all of you listening, if you felt the same way, the danger for me, the danger for you is that familiarity and that comfort zone, it's safe. It's safe to be there. It's safe to feel like yeah, that's something attainable. So that's what I'm going to go for. And then, you know, if I don't get that, then I'll just lower the bar a little bit more. And then, you know, if that doesn't work, I'll lower the bar a little bit more. And then eventually I'll be fine because we'll just be living in that complete level of attainability. Yeah. Or you don't even, or you never even get to that place where you're thinking that big because right now, today, as you sit, you're comfortable, you're nice and cozy, you're nice and warm and fuzzy. So why even go ahead with your big, crazy dreams when you can just sit here and be totally calm and composed and not think a thing about it? Right. And see, I listen to 
the the struggle for me is that's how I used to live. I mean, that's how I used to be. I would literally sit there and do nothing. I was happy, I guess. I mean, I was unhappy, but I was happy with where I was. I was happy just living, you know, in disarray, not really understanding what I'm supposed to be doing. But hey, at least I didn't have all this additional pressure that comes with that. Because the thing is, when you decide that you're going to do more, you decide you're going to set those beliefs, then the pressure comes and that inner voice comes with these limiting beliefs. But in this journey, I've listened to so many podcasts. I've read oh, endless amounts of books. And the thing is, you have to have almost like this irrational, even a little bit egotistical belief about yourself, like this stubbornness about yourself to allow something to happen. And everyone that I've ever looked up to and every like book that's resonated with me, people I've listened to, they're just like, they're stubborn, Like they're not going to give up because someone says they can't do it. They're not going to give up because they failed. But then the reality on the flip side for me is, and I just being real transparent with y'all that I'm struggling with this is I know that and I know that voice is wrong and I know that it's not telling me the truth, but it still just drags me down and down and down further and further. And Meg's talking about that conversation we had literally This is not the first time I've said it, but I often believe, and even as I say it, I know it's not true, so I'm going to preface it by saying that, but I often let it creep into my subconscious and believe that something's wrong with me, that why do I feel this way? Why am I trying to like attain these things and yet have this thing trying to pull me back down to reality or what I believe reality is? Because that's the other thing. These beliefs that we all have and what I've come to identify is the beliefs that you have and the beliefs and the things that you tell yourself, they actually become your reality. So the more you tell yourself it, the more you let that subconscious inner voice tell you that you're not good enough, that maybe you don't have the skills that you need to make this happen, whatever that thing is, it becomes self-fulfilling prophecy. The things you tell yourself and the beliefs that you have about yourself become your reality. And I'm sure if y'all are sitting there and maybe you haven't attained the certain things you want, maybe you haven't gotten places in life that you want, maybe you've limited your goals. Like I was just talking about that. I find myself guilty of doing. And a lot of time it's just because we've told ourselves so many times that this is the reality. This is what we're living in. And even if that's not really what happened, it becomes your reality because it becomes what you believe and the narrative in your own mind. Wow, that's a that's a lot to unpack. Well, first of all, my very first thought was when you're talking about stubborn people uh, in, in this context, stubborn people as being a good thing about yourself. I couldn't I couldn't not think about my dad and how much he's taught both of us. I think. I mean, I know you're still struggling with it, and as we sit right here, right today, but. My dad has really taught us both a lot about stubbornness, a lot about not giving up, a lot about daring to dream in ways that nobody else around you will probably ever understand. They will think you're off your dang rocker, right? Like how many times have we been like, my dad is crazy, but also he didn't give up like a thousand times in his life and it served him well. I mean, sometimes we do think he's a little bit crazy, but also he's a genius because he is never giving up and it has made a difference in his life. So 
that was just like running through my brain when you were talking of that first little part. Yeah. And you just got to be resilient. I actually just had seen something over, I believe on Instagram and it was like a side by side picture. And the picture essentially was like books stacked up for failure. Right. And the one person on the left had the book stacked up on his head, like weighing him down. His failures were stacked up and up and up. And then the person on the right was making stepping stones up further on a staircase of his failures. And that was leading him to his success. And the problem is you have to have that resilience. And it's easy to get knocked down and easy to believe these limiting beliefs. But man, even before you get to the failure, you can't even fail because you're stopping yourself in your tracks. Like you're not even trying because you're stopping and you're limiting what you can even do in the first place to even get to the plate. Well, if you want to do the sports analogy, get up to the plate and actually take a swing because you can't do it because your brain's already said you can't do it. And that's my struggle. And so... I've come to realize over time that when I'm struggling with things in my life, I try to go back to why that is. Like, why do I understand it? Like, as I understand more about like your subconscious brain is doing these things and I'm not like a genius in subconscious mindsets, but I was just reading something recently that said 90% of what we do is our subconscious. It's not even a level of thinking that we're even rationally thinking about. It's just a decision we make. It's a thing we do based on a series of behaviors, right? So I'm not even thinking about it. So once you start to think about it, you realize that like, why, like, why is this happening? So like, I'm trying to wrap my mind around it. I know I'm kind of going on a tangent, but I'm trying to wrap my mind around it. And what I go back to of where this originates, where these limiting beliefs originate, is from childhood. It's really from the time where you were setting the groundwork, the framework for your life, and where you were taking a lot of this in. Okay, so this comes, unfortunately, and, and trust me when I before I say this, like I believe both of our parents did an amazing job, but it comes from your parents and the things that they put into your life. And it where comes, you up. yeah, it comes from your surroundings. It comes from the teachers or coaches that you had. And it just, it honestly comes from the people that we love the most, which is why it's so hard to even face and why it's so hard to break. Because we're taught from a very young age, like extremely young. And I've caught myself doing this with our own kids and I've tried to like slap myself on the wrist and like, don't do that. But we're taught to walk the line. We're not taught to have like any kind of outward thinking. We're taught to do, you know, A, then it leads to B, then it leads to C. You're not, you're like, and you think about school right now, even in the nature of it. And I was a teacher, so I can talk about this too. You're taught that this is the way you do it. This is the way you, the problem you do it. And you actually mark kids wrong if they solve the problem correctly, but they did it in a different way. Right. How asinine is that? Right. So we're, Showing kids like this is the one way you do it. I'll say, okay, so this goes and this goes. Yeah, this is kindergarten. This is preschool. This is kindergarten up. Okay, so then it goes this way to me. And you correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, no. I like this. You go to school. You do the assignments. You do it the way the teacher told you to do it. They pat you on the back as a good boy or girl. You get your A. You move on. Right? You do that your whole life. Then you get to your career. Okay, so you're either going to go to a career or you're going to go to college. But there you're going to do the same thing essentially. You're going to listen to your professors. You're going to listen to your boss. They're going to pat you on the head and say you did a good job and you're going to move on. And you're going to 
have your job. You're going to work hard, right? You're going to work hard for like 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. You're going to retire and then you're going to die. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's the reality most of us right. are living in. Right. So they don't ever teach you outward thinking. And really with this outward thinking, what I think about because of our, like where we are in the world is this entrepreneurship piece. Like they don't teach entrepreneurship. They don't teach thinking about something differently and outside the box. And if you actually look back, most of the people I look up to that are successful entrepreneurs making millions of dollars, they were terrible students because they weren't accustomed to thinking inside the box. They wanted to be outside the box. Or they were fine students that just gave up on school because school is school and all you're doing is learning somebody else's beliefs over and over for a hundred years. Right. So we already know you have those subconscious thoughts, right? Then we know we're getting these from our parents. We're getting these from the people we love the most. And by the way, I don't think our parents are like meaning to do this. They're unaware because I mean, we do it with our own kids. It's not like we're trying to do anything wrong. It's not like it's we're blaming our parents or anything, but like they are a product of how they grew up and we are a product of how we grew up and so on and so forth. Yeah. I'm so happy you said that too, because they're, they're not really in reality. What they're trying to do is keep you safe. Absolutely, They just are. And, yeah. and, and, and again, you're going back to that analogy of playing it safe and that's what they want. They do not want you to get hurt. Right. The best parents and parents, a lot of your job is to keep your kids safe, is to make sure that they grow up to not be a serial killer, that they grow <laughs> up to be like a respectable citizen in the country or like what, whatever in, in the world, that they can function in life without like falling down. And so like the biggest struggle I have as a parent is like when my kid falls, do I help them up? Do I fix their problem? Like if they have a problem, do I fix it? Or do I allow them to feel the pain? Right. And as our parents did many times is they didn't allow me to feel the pain, especially younger kids. But like, that's where it's really nailed home for you, right? Like your the core of who you are is like from your childhood, which is why kids that have had like a terrible childhood have a really hard struggle getting out of that. And those beliefs are set forth so early on. And, and really, like you said, it's, it's not to like your parents fault, really. They just want you to be safe. And they're trying to prevent you from and making happy. a mistake. And happy. Yeah. And they're trying to prevent you from making a mistake. And we do this even as adults. Like I see an employee, I see you, I see whatever. And I try not to, but it's like, eh, you know, I don't know if I do that because mm-hmm. blank, 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 and blank. We're right. really great about Let not me just tell you how to do this thing that you want to try differently. <laughs> right. Right. We're really great about being like, well, you know, this is what I would do, right? right. This is a, this is a famous statement. Well, this is what I would do. Blank, 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 and blank. And if you do that, you're going to do great. And the the problem with that really is most of the people that say that, they haven't done anything. Like the people that like a lot of the things that we listen to and, and, and do, like as a, as a child, certainly, like they're not doing the things that we're trying to do. So they're already teaching us to limit ourselves. Anyway, that made me go on a huge long tangent. But I think the core of all the problems that you face and the core of all the problems I face at least I'll speak for myself. On this topic. On this topic, you have to go to where it began. Because if you go to where it began, then you can start to wrap your mind around like how to fix it. You almost reverse engineer how to get out of that. And so Okay, so tell me your tell me your earliest limiting beliefs. If your parents unknowingly and accidentally put limiting beliefs on you and your surroundings did, then then what is that belief? Who are you inside that you that is hard to break out of? So to me, that's a great question. I mean, I'm, I'm a small town kid. 
Like I grew up in a very small town. It was a village. It wasn't even a town. They called it the village of Goodrich. Okay. That's where we're from. And it was like, you know, two roads, a stop sign, and eventually we got a subway inside a gas station. But I mean, this is, this is my life. This is my narrative. And so like when you sit down and tell yourself the story of your life, it's important and for me, I'm a small town kid. And so all the people that I know, and I shouldn't say all, I don't want to categorize everyone. Most of the people I know are happy doing this. They're happy walking the line. They're happy going to a job every day, punching the clock, coming home, you know, watching Netflix, going to bed and moving on. As, and their, s- as their kids go to the same school that they did growing up, I'm sure. Many in many cases. Right. Most people stay in the same geographic area. They're following the same things of the people around them. And a lot of us can get caught in this kind of web where it's hard to break out. And then when you do break out, you think you're insane because the most of the people that you knew and the most people you grew up with will kind of tell you you're insane or act like, ew, okay, well, that's cool for you. Keep that up. And that is what I struggle with to this day and And it it goes, it almost keeps up the narrative, right? Like when somebody, when, when those that you grew up with, when those, when the place that you came from tries to keep you down, not even through verbal or anything cues, but just the overall tone of everything that also contributes to the continuing limiting belief. Yes. I mean, of course, of course. And it goes for everything. It goes for the house that I can be in. It goes for like money and my ideas about money and my ideas of success and what success is. And so the thought is, you know, to be successful for us growing up would be to have a job. Maybe you'd get a pension at the end of that job. I mean, most of the people we were around like worked for GM or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you have a job that you can go to. You might not be happy, but you go to it every day. You get your paycheck. Eventually you retire and, and that's like making it. The reality is like most of the people I look at now that are making it that I'm looking to try to aspire to are nowhere near what I grew up with. And so I I meet up against that every day of where this this isn't I'm trying to break the cycle. I'm not trying to do the same thing like my parents did or their parents did. I'm not trying to do the same thing that everyone around me that we grew up with did. I'm trying to like do something more. I'm trying to strive for more. And so that's a long-winded answer to where these limiting beliefs come from. So I don't want this just to be a therapy session for Brandon. I want to actually now tell you some of the things that I find helpful. And I'm going to tell you right now, and you've already heard me, I haven't shaken this problem at all. Right. So I never want you to believe that like, you know, I'm coming from an, a different place. Like I, I'm right there with you. But these are some of the strategies that I've found helpful, and I hope that they will help you. So the first one is really just to write down these false, I call them false or limiting or made up, whatever word you want to give, beliefs, write them down and then go back, maybe not at the same time, but go back and read them and just challenge them. Actively, right? Like actively think think them through, like see, see if there's, there's anything at the end because not every belief that you have is wrong. I mean, a lot of times we do have those beliefs to keep us safe. And the thing is they're ingrained in us to keep us safe. So like, you know, if you see a lion or bear, you probably should run. And that like mm-hmm. is in your mind to do, right? Like danger, danger. Or play dead or something. I think right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I think you, yeah, don't listen to me. You probably should play dead. But then the struggle with that is like that same innate thing in your mind is actually there for like, if you could possibly fail. 
And then we're like, oh, we better run. Like, this isn't going to work. Clearly, this isn't going to work. And as like people, we all do this. Like, it's like if you fail at something, you're like, well, that's not going to work. So let's move on. But if you challenge those things, many times what your brain will do is it'll go to the absolute worst case scenario of how this could be. Like dumpster fire-esque way that this could be. But when you start to challenge them, you actually see like how laughable they actually are and how unlikely they are. But when you constantly do it, like you get into the belief that it's real, like that's, that's what's going to happen. So why even try again, back to the self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you start to challenge them and you start to look at that, a lot of times you can call it for what it is. You can call a spade a spade and see like, Hey, this is very unlikely that this is going to happen. And what's actually the worst thing that's going to happen. And I think about like the number one example for me that I hear come up for people when it comes back to like this entrepreneurship piece or it comes back to like doing a side hustle or whatever. Most people are like, I, I can't do that because, you know, I, I, I can't give up like my, my job, my income, whatever. But if you take that back to its core, and in its, and in its essence, that's not really even a bad thing to say to yourself. Like, I can't do that because I have this and this is like, you know, you gotta, you gotta eat, right? You gotta have money. But you limit yourself to not, ever do it when the worst case scenario of that really say you went out and did this this thing and you gave up your job you went out and did this things what would be the worst case scenario in there you'd fail and go get a new job right you'd <laughs> fail and you go back to a nine to five or you go back and find another job and so but you don't want to try because all, all along you've been thinking okay well clearly this will never work i'm just the small town kid from the village of goodrich and kids from goodrich don't do amazing things therefore i can't that's right. Yep. And so I will question those every day. And again, it doesn't always work, but it does help. The other thing that I do is I use all of my past experiences. So all of my past things that I've done, especially when you look at, I mean, you can look at wins, you can look at things where you were successful, but I think even more educational and, and more like knowledge filled are the times where I failed, but I actually like, I'm still here. Right, because there's been tons of times throughout my life where things, maybe the worst case scenario did happen, maybe this, that, or the other did happen. I stumbled, but I'm still here. Right? I didn't actually, none of like I didn't spontaneously combust. Like I mean, none of these things happened that I built up in my mind. So like when I remember back to the times where maybe I struggled or the times where I took a risk and it paid off, I can pull from those because. Those are all times where I showed myself that it was possible and those limiting beliefs that were there weren't actually relevant at all. Right. Absolutely. And I love that you've been able to use your failures to do that because so many times I think we just use our failures as proof of why we have to sit in those limiting beliefs instead of a way, a vehicle to move past them and move forward and upward. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I think the older I've gotten, this is this is probably the toughest toughest one, I would say. But the older I've gotten, the more I've come to recognize a lot of the things we've been talking about. It's figuring out that your brain and like that programming is there and it's been there for a long time. Like I'm 35 years old. It's been, it's been cycling for a long time that way. So I've had to recognize it, use some of these strategies and then try to reprogram my brain. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. It's frustrating because I know what I'm doing to myself. I know I'm self-sabotaging. I know I'm limiting myself. I know I'm keeping myself safe. I know I'm keeping myself realistic. And so 
it can be really frustrating because I can recognize what it is and it's still trying to get in there and mess with my mind. But once I like try to reprogram and I'm still a work in progress, but as I try to reprogram my mind, I'm recognizing it for what it is and limiting it in its own power that it has over me. Because every time where I say that I couldn't do it or my brain's telling me program wise that I shouldn't do it and I go out there and pursue it anyway, no matter what happens, I'm showing myself over and over and over again that I can continue to do it and that those beliefs weren't real. Because even if A, B, or C happened, it wasn't like the worst case scenario thing happening. And so I'm showing myself constantly and constantly reprogramming my brain throughout. I love this because I know for you that the reprogramming of your brain is, is a newer concept, something that you haven't really explored very much until pretty recently. But I love that you're able to dive in because you do see that there are things that you know, you're, you're aware of them, but you can't break the cycle. So can we talk about breaking the cycle and maybe how to set like maybe that middle ground where you're, you're not always talking yourself down and you're not like shooting to the stars, but keeping, you know, a shade over shade over realistic, a hair over realistic, if you will. Yeah. And that's one of my biggest struggles. I I know many people are big at setting huge long-term goals, you know, five to 10 years down the road. A lot of people are really big on visioning. A lot of people are really big on, you know, like you said, reaching for the stars of where you could be. But I also consider myself to be like a realist almost to a fault. And so I'm like, again, back to your what you were just talking about, like how do you push past like keeping it what's realistic? Because I still do that. Like I'll, I'll write down goals every day. And a lot of the times I almost laugh at myself. And I, and I, because they're so realistic or because they're so insane? Because they're unrealistic. Because they're I think because I think they're unattainable. And when I search back to my limiting beliefs and my struggles in life of taking this business and other things to the next level, it's that I always go back to that realistic piece. Like I need to kind of dumb this down a little bit, take it down so that it's actually somewhat attainable, even though at the at the core of it, I don't believe it's attainable. Most of the things that I can't accomplish when I go back to the core of why it's not happening or why I'm frustrated or why I'm fearful or why, you know, whatever, you fill in the blank. It's because I don't really believe at its core that it's going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cry on here. <laughs> but that's because I don't believe, even though I like... You're putting in the work. Putting I'm in putting time. in the work and I know it takes time. And y'all, I promise you, this is not an overnight success thing. Like this thing takes time. And everyone who talks that you're willing to listen to will tell you the same thing. Like it, it takes time. But like I want to be 10 years down the road. I want to be getting to that that future me. And, and, and I can't do that by limiting myself. And I know that. I know that every day. And so I try to push past that and push myself, but it's like such a huge struggle to get to a place to say, yeah, Brandon's going to do this. Mm-hmm. This is not like an option because we get comfortable. We get comfortable, man. Oh, there's so many safety nets. Yes. Like it's like, yeah, you know, I'm doing pretty well. So why am I even trying to do this thing? Cause you know, I mean, life's good. I should be happy, right? Like you should be thankful. And that's a struggle with saying you should be thankful. Cause like a lot of people say you should be thankful for what you have. And I get it. I'm very big proponent of gratitude. It's changed 
my mindset on everything. And we are very thankful for what we have. I'm very thankful, but being thankful and striving for more, they can live hand in hand. Right. You can be grateful for what you have and still strive for more. And so don't get stuck in that limiting thought because I, I was there. Yeah, I'm like, difference. no, I should just be grateful. Like I'm, I'm here. I have this, you know, I have a house. Most people don't have a house. I have a job. Most people don't have a job, especially in these COVID times. Like I have this, this, and this. And, and so like, but again, that grateful nature doesn't prevent me from striving to be more, to get more, to reach for more. And so I have to remind myself of that a lot. And I'm going to continue to remind myself of that because it's important to wrap this all up. It's important to call these beliefs on what they are, which many times are BS. They're not real. They're not reality. And the sooner you realize that they aren't real, the sooner you'll be able to at least attempt to push past it. And even if you're just dipping your toe in to push past it, every time that you show yourself that you have and did is the strong, like the stronger you'll get on the back end of that. But we got to stop grappling with these like limiting beliefs and this fear of this thing that will for sure happen that's actually not going to happen and get to a more realistic place because we're very realistic. Like for me, I'm realistic with my goals, but I'm not realistic with the fact of what's actually going to happen. Like because I'm not because I think about the worst case scenario thing. But once I get back to the place where I'm like, okay, Brandon, this is where you are. This is where you want to go. And the only way you're going to get there is by trying these things. So you're going to have to lean in and you're going to have to show up every day. Even when you don't think that you can. Oh, yes. Even when you don't think you can. And that's a mantra for life. Gosh, it's tattooed on my arm and it haunts me every day, people. I'm going to tell you right now because it just tells you to do it anyway. And there's so many times that I struggle where I have to look down and it literally haunts me because I'm like, Man, I put that on my wrist. I got to do it. I got to do it. So I hope this helps. I really hope it does. If you all are struggling, I want you to try some of these strategies. And you can always reach out to us. Uh, Certainly, you can reach out to me over on the DM. But I know Meg struggles with this stuff too. I, I know I took a lot of the time talking today. But it's really something that I hope you hear that like I struggle with, but I'm passionate about fixing. And I hope I gave you guys some tools to make that happen for you as well. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear.